keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight, too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Total. Marks with Dan St. Germain. We are back at Total Effin' Marks. I'm sorry for the week and a half delay, everybody, but you know what? There's going to be two episodes this week, so shut your mouth. I'm your host, the King of Sad Style, the man with the largest calves in the world, Dan, the St. Germain event. Joining me today, he's from the Real Ass Podcast. He's hilarious. He was on Comedy Central's Royce Battle. Zach Amico. Thanks for doing this, Zach. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. Zach is fucking dipping right now. Yes. In I a Tales two, of the Hood shirt. I have two packs of dip in right now. Are you a juggalo? Uh, no, but I know enough that I feel like part of the... Uh, the well, I'm a distant cousin. You're like, I'm just going to do the juggalo style without yeah. listening to the music. Without the substance. I'm all style, no substance. <laughs> I'm all Mountain Dew and, and tattoos, but I'm not... <laughs> What's your, what are your favorite bands? Uh, I like like '80s goth and punk stuff. Oh, sweet! What's your favorite punk band? Uh, Dead Kennedys. Oh, nice. Dead Kennedys and Devo are always my dichotomy. I don't know anything about Devo besides the you know Whippet song. They're amazing. Really? They're so. Good. They, are they dead or no? No, they still. They um one or two of the original members have died, but um Mark Mothersbaugh is still alive doing soundtracks and nice a bunch of crazy. He, he's done like half the soundtracks we know growing up. Oh, really? Yeah, a ton of cartoon themes. Uh, I think Aquatic Life is, Life is Steve Zazoo. Like, there's a ton of Mark Mothersbaugh stuff that we don't realize is Devo. Like yeah. Like the Rugrats theme, all that shit. Oh, sweet, man. Me and Zach is dipping, and I'm, like, using a vape now. I quit cigarettes, and I'm just vaping, so... We're two like, men are too fat to smoke. Two, two, two men trying not to smoke cigarettes. Two men who have seen Artie Lang recently. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Poor guy. Number one, a little person renaissance. This week was big for little people in the WWE. I think I, I, I thought for a while they had stopped using them because uh, Vince McMahon heard from like a PR firm that you can't say the word midget. So he's like, oh, oh well, what's the point? You know, what was the last great little uh, we LC was, was like, we LC was the last the really renaissance that was but that El was Torito. like the greatest thing little people have ever done in WWE. Apparently, Horns Hornswoggle is like a really stiff worker. That's what I hear. I believe. I mean, what are you going to go in the back and complain that he hit you too hard? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, he has to take a fucking Kenton bomb off the top of a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> and he's an ass head and feet. Like, give the guy a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in the Saudi Rumble. People kind of popped. That whole, the, we'll get to it later. The, that whole. It was uh, a debacle. It was a Matthew whole, it, from Botchamania called it the Oil Rumble. <laughs> it was one of the weirdest. It was just surreal, you know? It reminded me of. It wasn't close to that, you know, that North Korean Ric Flair match. It wasn't like that. But, you know, it was somewhere in between that. 
and then it reminded know, me of when they used to do Mania at uh, Trump Plaza and the front oh, row. Oh, that's a good point. Were filled with people not paying attention because they were like comps from the casino. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It did feel like that, uh, but they definitely got paid a shitload of money. So Hornswoggle came back. It got a it got a pop, uh, and then last night on SmackDown. If you hadn't seen it, uh, which, Zach, you probably have, uh, a little person dressed as Daniel Bryan came out with Big Cass and then got big booted in the face by Big Cass. So how many times have they done that segment now? Because Shawn Michaels did it when Bret Hart left. They had a little Bret Hart yeah, come out. Yeah, I remember out. that. They've had little did Kurt Angle. Did he beat him up? Yes. Okay, yeah. I think they had little Kurt Angle at one point. Yeah. I believe JBL brought out little people. Uh, it's literally the you same. You are an expert at little people in re- wrestling. I didn't know you were this big of a fan, which I'm really excited about. Well, I don't know if you remember the three I used to come out with. Dink, uh, Pink, <laughs> and the other clown. And the other clown. Yeah, it was, you know, I thought that segment was, um, first off, I'm still not sold as big cast as a heel. I know everyone is like, oh, he's doing great heel work. He still is a middle school actor. Like, it's some of the work, and I feel like there's room, I think somebody said this, I don't know if it was David Shoemaker or somebody else, there's room for one horrendous promo yes. in the WWE, and for me, that or someone who's not great at it, and that's like AJ Styles, Is it? he's like the best wrestler, he's like my favorite, but he's not a great promo, you know, like Bret Hart was that back yes, in the day. Yes, absolutely. So Big Cass, for me, doesn't get that sort of allowance, um, but I did think they handled... Um, you know, little Daniel Bryan bowing really well, like the French, like using that. And I, 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 I think that that was just well written. So whoever on WWE creative, like, uh, uh, I applaud that. But yeah, beforehand, it just felt, I don't know. It, it, it I just, I don't know. I'm just not sold on him yet. What, what I, I think the quicker they get him with the Mrs. mouthpiece, the better. Uh, Burper, he either yeah. needs to not talk, speak in single sentences, just put him with the mitt. Like, that's obviously where they're going, that this is treading water until you have Daniel Bryan Miz at SummerSlam. Right. Unless they're holding that for Mania. If they don't want Daniel near the title for a while to see yeah. if he can, you know, go on the road a year without falling apart. Yeah, I mean, and the money match for next Mania is, is Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar. I think everyone sees that. But, I, you know, I would, I'd be happy with... With Brian versus The Miz, too, at Mania. But right now, there's nobody who's more over in that company than him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's definitely up. I think people still are kind of like waiting with bated breath, though, to yeah. see if he uh, doesn't fall apart. And like, I, I get nervous, man. You know what it's like? It's kind of like the guy, I don't drink anymore, but the guy that you used to party with coming back from rehab and wanting to party again. You're like, this was the most fun guy to party with, but I don't know if he should be doing this. Yeah, I hope Dan's okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah, it's, it's actually me. Yeah, you're like, is this going to work? Um, but I don't know. What did you think of the segment as a whole? As a whole, I thought it uh, – I think they are going to have to figure out how to re- – because I think people already forgot that Big Cass was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to do a few weeks of get, letting him get back into the character, letting people reintroduce themselves to him. Mm-hmm. I think it was fine, the little birds and angle – it's just I've seen it as – I guess there's tons of little kids who are watching, obviously, the majority of the audience, who have never seen that bit before. Mm-hmm. So if it works for them, that's what's important. I think it's it, – it, SmackDown is a bizarre place because it has so much fucking talent, and it's going to keep having so much fucking talent. <clears throat> and it's like, who gets these spots? You know, like – even like – because I was kind of fantasy booking on the way here – 
and you, you you know you have Nakamura and AJ Styles, and I guess they're, they're going to put Samoa Joe in that spot. And then, but the the undercard is stacked with Daniel Bryan and and Big Cass and the Miz, and then you have Orton and Jeff Hardy, and they always have to spot have a spot for Orton, un, unfortunately in my mind, but they always have to have a spot for him. And then you have Adrian Almas coming in, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. But New day. The New Day. Bludgeon Brothers. Absolutely. Bludgeon Brothers, yeah, sure. But I I think the smart thing to do now, just to make the time go by in an appropriate way, mm -hmm. is I say, is Baron Corbin on Raw now? He's on Raw now. I would have put him cast together with The Miz. And then have like... And have them be his two heavies. And basically to get to Miz, Daniel Bryan has to get through the two of them. Well, it's kind of interesting... You know, it's funny you bring up Big Cass as a bodyguard, which is what I thought they were going to do too. But you know, the Miz is such a good heel that he still kind of get gets pops now. But he's not a guy that can ever go face. We've seen that before. It's really boring. He's like the most generic baby face ever. So stacking him with people like Big Cass and Baron Corbin, which now obviously they can't do now because of Raw. People who are just genuine heat seekers is probably the best thing they can do. Yeah, a to to give him some more evilness. And to yeah. make you more frustrated with him, despite how good his performances are. Yeah. And then also to give them a little shine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number two, is Montreal the best wrestling town? I think it's tied with them in Chicago. Yeah, people say Chicago, but how has Chicago been lately without CM Punk there? I mean, it's just a bunch they're of still, CM Punk No, they're chance. still wild. They're still wild. Yeah, they have a good time. I think Chicago's good. Philly's really good. Philly's good, but Philly's good in like a way of like, you know... Like they're, it's almost like uh, they're like trashy fun, you know. Like I don't know another kind. <laughs> That's uh, true. I'd say Montreal is, um, and they always, even since like the nineties, they're always like we're in Bizarro Land. Yeah, but it's like no, you're in the town where they really like wrestling, like the the what's going on between the ropes. Yeah, they. It doesn't hurt that the best wrestlers tend to be from Canada. Why is that? Is it something in the water? I think it might be the 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 dungeon influence yeah as well as what i think a lot of it is is that it's the perfect mix of they know how to wrestle the american classic hulk hogan style because they're right there but then they also have the european and the british influence so they're really good technically yeah so you have the showmen who are technically great yeah yeah they're excellent i I uh, I also think it's because like you know like they don't have real football there so like they this is they treat this like a real sport you know and yeah it's so, kind of like the South was in the seventies they're still they're still believing it which I'm sure a wrestler would get annoyed at if any wrestler listened to this podcast yeah. uh, wrestlers are very sensitive people they're they're almost as sensitive as comedians number three Nakamura nutshots probably the best thing in wrestling right now would you agree oh the way he sells it and he's it's just incredible so is I, it better than China a hundred percent. Because yeah. China always looked like she was hitting you in the stomach. Right. Like, you could always tell they were kind of protected. He looks like he is hitting him in the balls. And he does those crazy faces afterwards. I think they should put the title on him on Sunday. I mean, I, this isn't really a backlash preview episode. We're going to do that on Saturday with Casey James and Angle, everybody. So it's tuned in. But, I mean, what do you do with him now? If he does, if he, because I don't think he's going to go over on Sunday, but. I don't know, man. This he- this heel run is something special. I think you introduced Joe into this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they put the belt on him. Uh, I think he needs to be at the top of the card, though. I don't yeah. know who's who's outperforming him other than possibly Joe and AJ. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, 
you know, that Mania match for me was a pretty big disappointment, but the finish was so cool that I wish, you know, it almost like from that finish on, it's been like a whole new guy, you know, and I actually didn't get a chance to see, I've only, I've only saw bits and pieces of the Saudi Royal Rumble, but I heard their match was way better than. It was much better just with a lame house show finish. Yeah. That's yeah. what the Saudi Royal Rumble felt like. It was the biggest house show of all time. It was the biggest house show of all time. I totally agree. Number four, who's a bigger face, Samoa Joe or Rusev? I know they're heels, but... I would say Joe. Yeah. Because he the rug hasn't been pulled out from under us on, on him yet. Yeah. With Rusev, I feel like he's so over. Everybody loves him. But we've seen this before. We've seen him come out on the tank. We've been excited. And then John Cena came out to 9-11. <laughs> and you went, oh, he's fucked. Yeah. We've seen Rusev get fucked. Over, and they're going to do it again now that they had Lana back with him, trying to turn him on Aiden English. Gotcha. Yeah. Why not just have it be the three of them? I don't get it. I, I don't get why you don't. I mean, maybe this is a bigger, broader plan to turn him face, is that he's going to like pick Aiden English over her. But I don't know. I think that they have, you know, and I'm not trying to, like, like dissect the heads of WWE, but I I do think that they do unless it's something that's as huge as Daniel Bryan, who he kind of trend, you know, it's almost like an Austin level run. It's not that big, but it was that it was it was a huge heat behind him. Like unless they feel like they've discovered it, I think that they get really bummed out. Yeah, and they resent the crowd for picking uh, a bad guy to cheer. Yeah. And I don't know what they, they you know, he's never going to be, Rusev is never going to be that monster heel like Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar. So why don't you just let him be, you know, I Rikishi. think it's the foreign thing. I think they're very hesitant to push somebody with a thick accent who's very obviously not from here. Yeah. Because so I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, when you hire a bodybuilder meathead type dude from America... He looks great, and he kind of speaks English. If you hire that dude in Mexico, he looks great, speaks Spanish, and a little English. Same guy in Japan, speaks Japanese, limited English. You find a guy from Europe or Britain, same muscular dude, same back athletic background, he speaks eight languages. Yeah. And they never take advantage of the fact – like Cesaro can go to every country in Europe on a How house How many languages show. does Rusev speak? He's got – I guarantee you if he was raised – in Europe, he speaks multiple languages. I feel like all the European wrestlers like bust out five different languages because they're yeah. just educated better. Is he who's your top five right now? This is a um, in, WWE. in WWE. I'm going Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. Who do I go? Not Joe, Brock. I've, I've loved Brock yeah. since I'm a kid, and um, AJ. No, can I go NXT? Yeah. NXT. Okay, I'm trying to think who would be my fifth now. Shit, I very rarely do this psychopath. I do like him, but uh, they just signed Donovan Dijak, who I'm really big on. Uh, You know what? I'm stuck. You know what? I I don't care how bad he's booked. I love Bray. Yeah, I love him. I just I I love that everything he does looks like it hurts. It does look like it hurts. Who are your top five outside of WWE? Jimmy Jacobs. Mm -hmm. Even though he's just a manager now. Uh, Walter is my dude. I don't know if you've seen I Walter. I haven't yet. seen Walter. Walter wrestled at Access, and he just beat Keith Lee for the PWG title. They just signed Keith Lee today. Yeah, I know they just signed Keith Lee. But... He's who took the title off of him. He is a big German monster. Imagine German JBL. Wow. And all, I What's mean, his name again? 
Walter. Walter. And it's just chops, power bombs, and sleeper holds. And he murders people. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. Two more. I'm trying to think because oh, I it's Necro Butcher's retired. Nigel's retired. Are you not going to say Kenny Omega? No. You don't like Kenny? I like him, but he, he's, he's not. He's not your top five. No, not at all. I, would put I feel Cody like you'd be him. an Ishii guy. I would put Cody over him. Mm-hmm. And Indies. God damn it. Okada? Yeah, I'm not. The Japanese stuff does. I like it. And it's not always my favorite to watch. Like, I like um, I like that British style. I like Chris Hero. Um, I love William Regal. Like, I like those. Like Those types. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm going to go Marty Skrull. Okay, well, that would make sense with that style. He'll probably be in WWE soon. Yeah, I can't see them not signing him. Yeah. Number five, is Seth Rollins the guy? He's not in your top five. But do you push that guy to the moon after the reaction of Montreal? 100%. I he, feel like you could, I feel like you should put the title on him at some point this year, you know. Yeah, I think he's definitely the charisma his speaking has gotten way better. Way better. He sounds some kind like of a corny person. face promos, but I, Yeah, but what faces have good promos? Well, the thing is if it's authentic, like Daniel Bryan for me has great promos because it's it's authentic. And and, and and like when Shawn Michaels did face promos back in the day, not when he came back, I really enjoyed his like I'm a cowboy with like one road left in me promos. But back in the day when he was just trying to be that good guy during the, I get it was right you know whatever the new generation yeah you know the same thing they did with Diesel it just never really rung true like Bret Hart it kind of rang true like if you speak from the heart it rings true for me and Seth Rollins just I don't know he's he's just he seems like uh. Seems like dirtier than Daniel Bryan. Like, I think he needs a little more promos. confidence. Yeah. I think he should know how good he is, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, Kurt Angle knew how good he was. That's why he was believable. That's true. I I, I wonder if you if I I wonder if you put that No, there was some fantasy booking on Cage Side Seats today of, you know, a mania match between Braun and Seth. But it's kinda tough because they're both kind of white hot right now. And do you turn do you turn Braun heel? You know, like how do you, how would you make that work? But who? Oh, well, this is an interesting question. Who would you? Which one of those would you rather see take the title off Brock? Braun, 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 and uh, I just think he's so he's he's the guy. You like so many wrestlers. This is what I like. You're not like a guy who. Takes oh no, I don't. Down. I don't. Who are your him. bottom five? Bottom five. Who do I hate? I don't know if I like people I specifically don't like. I don't like watching Randy Orton matches because they're boring. Yeah. Um, I don't hate John Cena. I'm not, I wouldn't like sit and watch his yeah. best of. I, I like John Cena, but yeah. Uh, who do I, I don't know if there's a lot of people whose matches I genuinely don't enjoy. Um, to be honest, I've always found Davey Richards really boring. Mm-hmm. And that whole like um, old style, like not the Benoit style. But like the just you know I'm here to kick ass and then but then I have no personality type deal. Yeah. So I never liked him. I'm trying to think. I don't know how many people I, I genuinely would like not. I, like. You know I'm in the same situation. Jinder Mahal's boring as shit. Yeah, I he's like boring. His theme music is the shit. Yes. And his entrance is awesome. And uh, the uh, you know the um, you know his uh, his managers. What are they? The the fucking the Singh brothers. The, the Bollywood boys. They're Singh great. Singh brothers are great. He's got all the like like his accoutrements or on another wrestler would 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 make that guy like a Ric Flair type villain, but because I mean, his wrestling is just is just it's just so awkward. It's boring. 
It's yeah. boring and nothing looks good. So whenever people ask me who like what kind of wrestling I like, it's Scott Steiner and Vader. And Bam Bam Bigelow. Like, I just love dudes who are fucking... Big dudes who are either beating the shit out of each other. Yes. That's, I, I remember I watched the Ste- like a compilation of Steiner drivers, and I'm like, he looks like he's murdering all these the people. The Steiner screwdriver is the scariest move ever. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it looks scarier than the cop killer. Yeah. Uh, the AJ's move is only scary if you're stupid. Yeah. And don't know how to take it. Um, I guess some of like those indie pile drivers are scary, but Scott Steiner looked like he was trying to drop you on your head. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Number six, how underwhelming is Bobby Lashley? Oh, it's been brutal. Fucking okay. I hate that he looks like Super Wayne Brady. <laughs> I hate that he looks like a battle toad. <laughs> he is so boring. He's never been good. Like I hate that they brought him back with nostalgia. And it's like nobody like like you guys. Yeah, that WrestleMania twenty three match was because it was about Trump and Umaga, who was fucking and tremendous. Umaga. But look, yeah, John Cena. At, John Cena couldn't put over Lashley. No, he couldn't get a good ma- main event out of him. And if he couldn't, who could? Yeah, I, I I really have a problem with bald guys who wear sweatbands too, headbands. I I just I I don't understand it. I don't understand any of his character. I they're not pushing the MMA angle, which I think is stupid. To not say that he How left good to go- was he at MMA? Dean said he was in Bellator. Like, yeah. he fought. Did he win a lot? Yeah, I think he actually had a winning record. So to them to not take advantage of that and just have him be a strong guy. Doesn't make any sense. I w- yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing with him. And you can't have... You can't have three the your top three faces be Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley. Like, it, there's just no room. At least Roman Reigns is, like, a compelling character. Bobby Lashley is, like, getting nothing. I don't, I don't know if this audience even remembers him. Yeah, well, it was, it was been a, a long time. Time in wrestling too. Number seven, the Saudi Royal Rumble, the actual match. Did you watch from start to finish? Yes, I did twice uh, because my, it twice I watched it at work, and then my girlfriend wanted to watch it, so uh, I watched she's it. A keeper twice. Is she a big wrestling fan? Uh yeah. Well, that's like our thing. Is that how you guys met? No, we uh, we met over our love of Mighty Boosh and Troll Two. Uh, troll 2 is the shit. Have you seen the documentary about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I met her because she had a Troll 2 shirt on. That's awesome. Where where did you meet her? Okay, Cupid. This was, this was like back in the day. Yeah, this was five years ago. Oh, wow. Good for you, man. That's but yeah, awesome. we watch together. Yeah, we, we go to Indies together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, that Royal Rumble, 50 is way too many people. It was way too many people. And, and all the times were off. Um, you know, and, and you know, it was... It was cool to see Daniel Bryan last that much, and it, I don't know if you saw that post-match interview with him. Yeah, when his chest is all like destroyed, up, yeah. and he's like, got like that perverse smile on his face, like, "Yeah, motherfucker, I can still go." But you wonder whether or not they should have done that. I, I guess I he's think fine it was enough. a waste because it was a Royal Rumble that, like, you know, Braun Strowman broke the record for most eliminations. He broke the record for longest time. Yeah, but do those really count? Because of course. You would have somebody last longer and somebody eliminate more people because it was twenty more people than usual. Yeah, so it like kind of taints those records. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about it in terms. There's of like an the, asterisk next to it, and also it just doesn't matter. Things. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're if they're you know I wonder in the grand scheme of things if 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 that rumble you know is going to hurt other rumbles going forward. Maybe it will. I don't know. And I mean, how do you have fifty and then there's not? Who were those fucking cameos? Who was that sumo wrestler? Was he well, even over I heard there? a rumor. I read. I read on you know. I most of my shit I get from cage side seats. But this is the funniest thing. 
that I've heard about the Saudi rumble so far is that apparently one of the kings, when he was asking, hey, we want we want this rumble, he hadn't watched the product in years, so he goes, I want to see three people. The Undertaker, Ultimate Warrior, and Yokozuna. So he had no idea the two of those guys were dead. Well, we're going to need one of those to get the other two. <laughs> <laughs> so they... They they uh they, scrambled. they just got they scrambled and they got some sumo guy in there. That whole thing it was so weird to watch all those like sheiks sitting in, like with their backs turned to the it was like you were playing the video game and it was glitching. <laughs> and like somebody hacked to make the worst audience ever. <laughs> Did you notice the giant space between the regular people seats and the like whatever the VIP section was? No. So you had like all the sheiks in recliners, mm-hmm. right? And then their families were – first of all, only men in the front row. Of course. In the front two rows. Were there any women in the audience? Yes, but they were pushed like – in the. they had daughters and I saw some adult women like pushed towards the back. Oh, okay. But then there's like – it looked like a hundred-yard gap and then seating for regular people started. Almost like they were penned off from being near anyone. Was, was there anything that you weird. marked out for in that rumble, or were you just kind no, of like, I don't eh. think I Oh, yeah, absolutely. Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle lock it up. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's a dream. That's a dream match. Because the dream of all time would be Brett, Kurt. And that's obviously. You think so? And not, not Daniel Bryan and Kurt in their time? In their primes, I should say? I think it depends on who you yeah, I think Brett, Kurt might have been the best. Because Kurt was good at those Iron Man matches. Yeah. And I think, what do you think is a better Iron Man match, him and Brock or Brett and Sean? Brett and Sean's not a good Iron Man match. It's bo- It's a boring match with rest holds. Him and Brock is the shit. Yeah. As hour long matches, do you, do you think uh, you think it's better than the Triple H Rock Iron Man? Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because it had more strategy to it. I like that um, Brock like. I like when people cheat with the idea of an Iron Man match. Like they get themselves disqualified, knowing they'll pick up two more wins off of what they just did to get disqualified. Yeah. I like the strategy of that very yeah. much. And in the middle of it, they had, I guess, a WWE rock the music sort of thing. Or I don't know what it was. It was something where the the Saudis got really pissed off because they showed women singing on camera. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, they had to like, issue an apology for lewd imagery. And so then also, um, the couldn't wear his pride flag. Davari got uh, death threats. Why did he get death threats? The two Divar- the the young Davari, yeah. who's on two hundred five live. His brother came back, and they cut a promo, and then got beat up by like the guys that are that won whatever the training camp was they did in Saudi Arabia. Those four guys beat the shit out of them. But they got death threats over like waving the Iranian flag in the ring. And, like, had to issue an apology. They were like, you know, this is a character I play on a television show who's an antagonist. I in no way would disrespect the royal family. What a lose-lose situation. You get called back to WWE for the worst thing possible. It was a tough one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. God damn. I I love that video. I love that Sami Zayn kept saying that he he couldn't be in the Rumble because he had a serious injury because you could just see the SYR over his head. In his in his fun little pun, because he obviously couldn't be there because they hate Syria. Yikes! I don't know. What do you think is? Here's a good question. What do you think would be the most offensive place to hold a Royal Rumble? What place are the most human rights violations? Oh, like like Uganda. 
<laughs> those, Into, those, like the Jonjo, or you do one like with like near the Jonjo weed in Sudan, or give Vince a year and they're doing the North Korean World War. They're doing World War Three in North Korea. <laughs> you know that's possible. We could have another North Korean. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that could happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, you bring Rodman back for we for that. Yes, hundred percent. Um, who do you think is the best? This is just a. Um, who do you think is the best, um, um, like professional athlete to do something for the WWE? Best professional athlete. Uh, you think it's Tyson? Tyson did it very well. I'm trying to think if anybody had a good match. LT did okay. I Bam 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 Piggle. That's a star making performance. The fact they didn't push him to the moon after that. That they he took care of him. He did take care of him, but you know, LT still did pretty good for an athlete. Yeah. Sure. I'm so, also a huge so LT. So who do we who do we have? Who are the most so you have Rodman? Despite the shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else other than Rod, Rodman, LT, Steve Mongo McMichael. I don't know, man. But I always was, hated seeing that guy. Um Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I'm trying to think who. I know. I thought the Mayweather Big Show match was pretty good. That was really good for what it was. I actually that's that's a WrestleMania celebrity spectacle. Yeah, that's that was that was done that was done incredibly well. Oh, I guess Ronda Rousey. No, yeah. If you look at if you look at the Mania match, I mean, I know that now. You know, she's been good outside of the ring. I mean, it's clear what they're doing is they're going to have Natty Nineheart turn so Natty can get a good match on her out of her. Maybe she'll have a Mickey James match because she's been doing it forever. Um, although some of Mickey James's kicks this week, I was like, you're not even. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I think that they're just trying to set her up for the most success possible. But because you know, I'm picking Pete Rose, by the way. Oh, I would too. I'm picking Pete Rose. Best heel promo ever. Yeah, tremendous. He got it. He got it. He 100% got it. Uh, number eight, the Titus slide and the subsequent merch that followed. Um, leave it to the WWE because I saw the t-shirt and I don't think the t-shirt says Titus World Slide. I think it says like, like he, uh, I'm going to pull up the t-shirt. Yeah, right? I haven't seen the shirt. Well, it's just for me, it was like I watched the t-shirt and it was like prime example of WWE um fucking something up that's a sure thing you know uh you know like they take something cool and like every it's almost like snakes i call it like the snakes on a plane syndrome where something like you think that you can create this weird internet heat and have it translate to actual money and i, I just don't know if that that's true maybe maybe i'll be proven wrong this week yeah it his uh his t-shirt is just like Rumble or slide, do it worldwide. That's not it. It just says just, just say, say Titus, Titus World slide. slide, and just have his feet coming out from under the thing. Yeah, I think they have they have the feet, but I'm I, I, the best shirt they've put out in the last few years is the Thwith Thyborg with Cesaro's teeth mashed in. Have you seen that? No, it's the whole shirt is his face. Remember when he hit his um, teeth on the yeah. turnbuckle? So yeah. it says. Uh, Thwith Thyborg, and it's yeah. a picture of him with his teeth up in his face, and on the back it says Thavaro. Yeah, that's great. That's great marketing. I just don't know why. I, I It's almost like, and this always happens, you know, I, I'm not even going to blame WBE. It, it happens a lot with, like, advertising and promos, um, and, I, and I've, I've seen that with different stuff that I've worked on in the past, where 
um, the ad and promo department isn't the same as the as either the uh, is, is it the show or the production. So their angle on it, they just make things way because they gotta like make their own make their thing off it. But they just don't. They're not really fans, so they don't know what to do. Um, do you think that wasn't more embarrassing than the uh, Shockmaster? No, because you he wasn't debuting. Yeah, if that was his debut, that's tough. Which is also funny because he fell in NXT too with the um, keg. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's like a big guy who's got long legs. And I think that that's when you're that top heavy, some shit's going to happen. You shouldn't be running down that. Dude, that's like Kalisto should run down the ramp. Well, that's another thing. And we glanced over this because Kali came back for the Rumble. And he. Now, it's interesting, like, you know, because he got a big pop. Um, so it's interesting. That's just because he killed that guy one time. Yeah. That's, that's, they're all big fans of the murder he committed. <laughs> How did that happen? What happened? When he was training to wrestle, he was learning to do backdrops. I guess the guy he was training with, what I read, got scared when he got up on top of him yeah. and grabbed Kali's shirt during the backdrop and fell vertically on top of his head and died. Jesus Christ. That is a depressing That fact. being said, Kali coming, uh, Kali coming back during the Punjabi prison match was one of my highlights of the year. Because <laughs> that's such a bad match. Because <laughs> this felt like the year of punishing Randy Orton for the matches he's made us watch. <laughs> so like, let's see what dumb shit we can make Randy Orton do. <laughs> and to put him in a Punjabi prison is hilarious. Because it's the dumbest concept. It's the dumbest concept. why would you ever not just go to the next cage. <laughs> it's uh, like if the, the cages should be like eight feet apart, <laughs> then maybe it makes sense. But the fact that you can hop from one to the other is just a cage match. I think they just like the alliteration. Yeah. It's it, he and each time he just looks progressively more unhealthy. Like when he came to the ring this time, I'm like, is he sick? Like what's going on? Also, he's made a moonlight. Yeah, I didn't like because I don't know. Like they cheered for him, and I was like, "All right, so I guess Saudi Arabia is cool with India." You never know with uh, the. I remember reading political situations a long time ago when Kali was still in the championship area, like when he was still towards the top of the card. Yeah, that when they showed WWE in certain countries, yeah. they cut out whenever he lost. Because in India, he was basically like Hogan. Yeah. But then I think other countries in the Middle East also got those broadcasts. So I think if you watch WWE growing up and, you, in, and you're in that certain age range in the Middle East, you think he's like Andre, basically. Like yeah. You think he never lost. And he got a good ch- couple chops in before he was thrown over. But every time he gets thrown over, I get like scared. It, it is, it's very much like the Andre the Giant thing where you're like, is this it? She even watched some of that Andre the Giant stuff from like the early WrestleMania days, and you're like, "This he never looked like he." My my chick and I just watched uh, oh, an Andre great. match from like his last year or two. And you've seen the documentary, we, was a- right? After we watched the documentary, we turned on one of his match. Like I just turned on a random match on the network, mm-hmm. and you could tell, like you could see him reaching for the ropes every time he gets up. Like he's in bad shape. Oof. Thank God I'm not that big. Number nine, Batista cold-shouldered for WrestleMania. He was apparently supposed to be in the Kurt Angle spot. Two questions. Do you think it would have been better with him in the spot? And uh, if he comes back, who does he feud with? I can't see him feuding with anyone other than Triple H. Like, who would he possibly have a feud to have with? Yeah, I think that that's the the conventional 
wisdom. I mean, I guess you could have him go against like a younger monster, you know, like Lars versus- Sullivan. Yeah, Lars Sullivan. I think that him versus Samoa Joe, there's something there. Um, maybe, maybe that's about it. Maybe him versus Braun, you could get something out of. Yeah. So I don't think because I think Kurt Angle played the match really well. And yeah. I think Kurt Angle is a ring general, to use a fucking stupid marquee term. Mm-hmm. But I think you can tell Kurt Angle knows how to time shit really well. And I think, too, the the idea of two people who are actual uh, athletes outside of WWE was, was cool. But, you know, that match itself was great. Uh, number 10, the wacky finish to the steel cage match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I I don't know I don't know what they were thinking with this. I mean, it's a cool spot spearing somebody through a cage. It's a really cool spot. Um but it, okay, I have I, a th- I, I don't a, understand what they're doing here. I have a theory. I don't think Roman was supposed to fall out of the cage with him. I think he was supposed to spear him and kind of get tangled up top and Brock falls through the state through the cage and rolls off cuz Roman took that landing bad. He like almost DDT'd himself. Yeah. I think he knocked himself retarded and just rolled off the cage out of instinct. I think Brock was supposed to get off the thing first. Uh, That finish has just been done a lot better with like I see Austin Aries did that finish in a cage match in Ring of Honor that was really good. Um, Austin got thrown through the cage by Big Show in St. Valentine's Day match. Yeah, that was great. That finish works with two people who give a shit. Yeah. About it making sense. I think the announcers fucked up more than anybody else by saying his feet hit the floor first when his legs are in the air. Like I think they should have just been like, what does this mean? How what's the referee's decision going to be? Yeah. Like they should have padded for time instead of Michael Cole screaming over it that Brock won well, even though his feet weren't on the floor. I mean, floor. I guess then that means they're going to have Roman and Brock at Money in the Bank, but yeah, I just don't understand like how you still put the shine on this guy after this. You know, I, I just don't. What else is there to do? You know, I get. I watched wrestling on Monday, and I was with my girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh man, this guy's hot." So I get, I get the outside appeal. He's got like movie star good looks. He does have good matches as a character. He's compelling, but almost because of all the, you know, the the hooplots outside of him. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do with the guy. I, I see. I'm such a big fan of factions. I think that they have both authors of pain or the Usos, and just have him have a Samoan just somebody to talk to. So he needs a person. He needs somebody to converse with. He needs something to make him a person. Yeah, and he doesn't have that at all. So do you think they're going to put the title on him? You think they're still going to go like after this? Like it seems anticlimactic at this point. Like yeah, he be he got beat. How, how many fucking chances does a guy need? If he can't do it, he can't do it. From a yeah. storyline perspective, like, he's fucking had how many matches with Brock? and come up short every time. And it's not fucking a Rocky story where he was nothing fighting the top guy. He's the second top guy, and he keeps losing. It's just not compelling storytelling to me. Well, well I, can't, I can't argue with that. Um, Ruin of WrestleMania. What one booking decision do you have that would completely piss off all the smart marks? On a WrestleMania? Well, it doesn't have to be WrestleMania. Okay, Royal Rumble. Okay. Entrant number 30. Okay. Uh, representing either the authority, Paul Heyman, somebody, uh, pinch hitter, Zach Gowan. <laughs> he, he can't <laughs> lose. 
Zach Gowen, <laughs> the one-legged wrestler. Oh my god! I just I, it took me a little bit to think. Can't that's lose. That's a great. That's so either Andre Battle Royal or Royal Rumble comes out as somebody is pinch hitter. <laughs> Everyone kicks the living shit out of him, throws him out of the ring, and he gets to just go back in. <laughs> he physically can't lose a battle royale. <laughs> I love that. I don't even think that's a ruined segment. I love that. I just Who's love, he a pinch hitter for? I, I would say the authority hires him. Yeah. Or some bad so Randy guy. Orton. Yeah. Some somebody just uh, you know, I'm injured. But yeah. I have a replacement who'll be wrestling in my place. You guys remember him from his feuds with Brock Lesnar, you know, really build him up like he's gonna be some motherfucker debuting you know, re-debuting. It's just Zach Gowan hopping to the ring. That's awesome. Yeah, that would piss everybody off. I love that. Uh and what will your gimmick be? Uh, my gimmick. Um, you probably thought about this a lot. Oh, oh you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would want to be a heel manager, of course, and uh, sleazy Z McGillicuddy. <laughs> and I would like to be something like. Do you remember Daryl Van Horn? No. Uh, the Sinister Minister James Mitchell from ECW. Okay. He had a gimmick. You know in so much more than me. So Smoky Mountain, which was Daryl Van Horn, and he had like uh, a menagerie of oddities. So he had like a mummy. And like all like weird, like yeah, a freak yeah. show almost. Yeah. I like the idea of being like a, a heel manager who uh, collects people from all over the world. So who would they be? I, I would say, I think Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so like, like almost like a P.T. Barnum, but like a real yes. freak, like a P.T. Barnum freak show. Sort of yes, thing. exactly. Because my favorite debut ever, have you ever seen when the Age of the Fall debuted? Mm-hmm. You know who Age of the Fall is? No. So for like uh, months in Ring of Honor, they were getting like these cryptic messages on the website that this group was coming. They have their first ever ladder war. It's the Briscoes, and I think Kevin Steen and El Generico. Briscoes win. Arena goes black. Lights come back on. Tire fan area is surrounded in dudes in ski masks. Looks awesome. The, their music is just a woman screaming. Down to the ring is Necro that, Butcher. That, that's what you listen to instead of rain yeah. sounds when you go to sleep. <laughs> it's Necro Butcher uh-huh. with his fist wrapped in barbed wire, Seth Rollins, and Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs has on an all-white suit with a cane. Necro Butcher comes to the ring, takes the one Briscoe, barbed wire on the fist, completely gigs him the whole head open. Oh, wow. I've got to watch this when I get home. They lower the thing the belts were on to keep for the ladder match, hang the Briscoe by his fucking feet, bring him up to the ceiling, bleeding. Jimmy Jacobs cuts his We're the Age of the Fall, We're Here to Destroy Ring of Honor promo Yeah, under him. The blood is dripping. In a white suit. Oh, wow. Getting I mean, gets covered in blood. Then that's his ring jacket for the run. Wow. Covered in blood. That was great. How did they do? How was that run? Because I'm going to go watch this immediately now. Uh, I I mean I just you could just YouTube it. But how like did it live up to the hype? They were a very good faction for a while. It got I don't know if it was what it was supposed to do, but it made Tyler Black the man in Ring of Honor. Well, that's something. So basically, it was the genesis of Tyler Black becoming champion because he eventually turned on them. Well, what do you have to promote this week, Zach? Uh, you can check me out out tomorrow on Twitter. And Instagram at Zach is not funny. Listen to my show, The Real Ass Podcast, every Monday and Wednesday on the Gas Digital Network. And I got a movie coming out called Return to Newcomb High, Volume oh, wow. Two. Wow. 
Uh, it is a sequel to the class of Newcomb High, Trome movie from 1986. Are you in the movie? Do you write I, the movie? What is? I was assistant director, and I'm in it. Oh, wow. That's great. Uh, very proud. We just had a number of screenings. We should be coming out on Blu-ray uh, probably mid-summer. So great, uh, check man. out the movie if you like bad horror movies. Or Return to Newcomb High Volume 1 is already out. Volume 2 on Blu-ray this summer. That's great, man. And hey, subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review. Um, I got an album coming out in the August, uh, August, but there'll be plenty of time to promote that. Thank you, guys, and have a good one. Bye. Mm-hmm.